You ready? I was born ready, Mr. Shelby. Hit it. Fuck off, Hitler. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? Is it just me? Or is it getting crazier out there? So, we just watched the Oscars, and we yes, have we opinions. This is the Lonesome Sunday Podcast. Welcome to the Lonesome Sunday Podcast, and now your hosts, David and Corey. Corey, hi everybody. Hello there. Hey Corey, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're doing, doing good, man. Fantastic. Wonderful. I miss yeah, you. Yeah, we miss you. And so, the Oscars. Oh, what a fun night, right? We got to watch oh, history. Yeah. Thing. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to watch history and then almost immediately followed by a PR disaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <Yep. laughs> we watched some techie get, we watched some techie get blacklisted tonight. Oh, that poor kid. <laughs> well, it's better than being poor fired guy. by from Price Waterhouse Cooper. So, yeah, that's very or true. Tweeting backstage. Oh no! Yeah, there's no. there's a lot of things that can go wrong at the Oscars. Let's let's be real here. But we watched history tonight with the first non-English speaking film winning best overall picture. Is that right? Is that what the yes first non-speaking uh, English film uh, winning best picture on top of. Uh, first South Korean film to be nominated and win anything. So yeah, right. Big, big, big day for Parasite. Like that. Yeah. I think they just had a great night tonight. Like I don't think you could come. I don't think you could walk away with the Oscars with a bigger smile on your face <laughs> than, Bong than Joo-ho. that team did. Uh, Bong Joon Ho is getting so wasted tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Each time he won another thing, he was like, "I'm going to drink more tonight." I'm going to drink more. <laughs> I'm going to drink until, until tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> now he's going to be drinking until the next Oscar. So he's going to be partying. Yeah, he's going so to be much. drinking for like the rest of the month at the least. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, I mean, amazing night for them. A lot of things happened and like, yeah, no, for sure. A lot of things to talk about too in this. So yeah, no, Parasite won Best Picture, but like there was eight, nine other nominations well, eight other nominations, because nine films total nominated, and I'm rambling. So, <laughs> but there was a lot of good movies this year. Yeah, I think yeah. this is an incredibly strong year. Yeah, this was this was a lot of fun. I don't think I saw a bad film or one that I was just like, oh god, why is this here the entire time while I was going through the no. list watching them? Yeah, there is not a movie that was nominated for like any of the major awards. So I was like, why is this here? Except for maybe. Uh, Frozen 2 for animated and music. Yeah, I, I know that you had your uh, reasons for disliking Frozen 2, but... Oh, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> That's the reason why. It didn't win either at the Globes or here, so, I mean, Which overall, I, I guess most people shared your opinion, Corey. <laughs> I mean, you know, guys, don't shoot me, but I didn't particularly care for Toy Story 4 either. I haven't watched it yet. I, it just, I enjoyed it's, it. It just hit Disney+, Plus, so I'm going to watch it soon. Like, it's... It's okay. It's not great. It, I it will say, watching Randy Newman up to like Toy Story two. <laughs> yeah. What well, were you I, say about Randy Newman, Corey? <laughs> okay, that was the first time I had heard the song was during the Oscars, and why was that nominated? Oh my! It was 
boring and repetitive and Randy Newman. Randy Newman came out with Randy it. Newman's phoning it in. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting a big paycheck anyway. The song doesn't have to be good. I, I'm just yeah. sitting there wondering, like, if he was sitting there paying the, playing the piano tonight going, this song, it's pretty good, it's okay, it's not going to win. I really hope my score for Marriage Story works out, you know, like, yeah, that was no. kind of what was going through yeah. the entire night. <laughs> marriage Story yeah. score, like, everything about Marriage Story, to me, just really worked really well. And it's a shame it didn't get as much love as I had hoped. So See, we'll I, get, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going really to get into that here in just a second. Um, so let's let's talk about the big big thing in the room first. Parasite is going to be the thing that everyone's talking about. Corey, this was the film that you were jumping up and down and that you loved. And I remember every time it won an award, you were just like, yay. So yes. Like, yes. Know, so tell us why you love this film. Maybe a quick synopsis and, you know, so on and so forth. Okay, so this is a film that is best experienced with no knowledge of it. Uh, I will say that the uh, simple plot of the film is that a poor family starts working for a rich family because the rich family is very, very stupid. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> and like they, and because they can't know each other, like they're all posing as different people. <laughs> so it. It is a lot of fun. There is a lot, a lot of work you can talk about, like like delving into the intricacies of the film and its themes. Uh, for example, the uh, the themes of like class versus like who is the title about? Because like naturally, people are going to assume that the poor family is because they're mooching off of this rich family. But then there's this rich family that can't do anything for themselves. So who are the parasite? That's an interesting question. Yeah, so I haven't watched it yet, as you know. I'm 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 diving into it because on our quest to watch everything, I for somehow didn't I, I somehow didn't know that this was on Voodoo on your Voodoo account yep. that we uh, that you were kind enough to share with us. So I was going through there and I was like, "Where's Parasite? <laughs> Where's Parasite?" A couple of nights ago, and I was like, "I don't see Parasite on here." And so I just was like, "Well, maybe it's on one of the streaming." I never found Parasite. And then you were like, oh, no, it's in my voodoo. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I missed it's it in voodoo. <laughs> but yeah, so far, a ways down. Yeah, so, so far, I'm really enjoying the camera work in this. Um, I'm enjoying a lot of things. It's the color is fantastic. You know, what, what did you say, Corey? It's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. Oh, yeah, for sure. You'll probably be watching it after we get done with the podcast. Yeah. Do it. I, I, so far, I, I mean, it looks like definitely one that's worth to watch. And judging by the awards, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it like it is, it is probably my favorite film that I've seen that has come out in the last year. So that I have seen, I haven't seen other films yet, but that I want to see. But it is definitely <laughs> at the top of my list. Right I'm about now. to say you watched everything on the list this year. How could you? How could you not? <laughs> well, there are other movies that were not nominated for hardly anything. That's a very, very fair point. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we can get into that another time if we want to, but just focusing on these films. Um, so coming into this tonight, I did not expect Parasite to do as well as it did. Now, granted, like I said, I hadn't watched it yet, um, but just getting, you know, the, the talk and what the Globes were kind of telling us and so on and so forth. 
I was kind of picking up and just my own viewing, like the three that I thought were going to be really in the running for best picture was 1917, um, mm-hmm. once upon a time in Hollywood and Jojo rabbit was my dark horse. Um, so like, really? That, well, Jojo rabbit was my dark horse. I don't know why, but it just kept bouncing around in my brain that like, for some reason I got this thing that it was like, this might win some, some awards that made might have a really good night. I don't know why. Uh, and it just kept bouncing around. I mean, it won best adapted screenplay, um, tonight. Yeah. So I mean, it's got something going for it. It's, it was a really good film. Um, it was. But like I said, it was my dark horse. It was my dark horse, like my my uh, my low ball pick. If I was going to bet high, you know, kind of thing. You know, See, the two that uh, I had heard were the uh, the the picks for like other people were going for Ford v Ferrari and uh, Parasite were the two that were people were predicting were going to win. Okay. And like the up until I'd seen Parasite, my pick was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and then I saw Parasite. <laughs> so Ford versus Ferrari, yeah, I watched that, and like that's an awesome, awesome film. I didn't it's think good. That it was. I, I didn't think it was going to win Best Picture. Was the thing. No. I think it definitely deserved the awards that it got. It had some terrific editing. It had some terrific sound. It was a great, great film. Yeah. I just didn't think that it was going to be in contention for you know. You know, I didn't. I didn't think it was going to take the cake. You know what I mean? Like by any means, I mean, it didn't. But like, you know, when you hear and hearing what you heard, kind of thing, it was. I I wouldn't have expected that. Uh, see, I think the reason why is because it's so deeply American. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so it's America versus Korea. <laughs> yeah, when I was watching it, I think I texted you guys. It was like, man, I'm getting my I'm getting my Merca on right now. <laughs> yes, I, I remember that message. Yes. <laughs> I also remember some of the other things you sent along with it. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to restore a Mustang. Yeah. (laughs) But David, going going back to like your pick for like 1917, like was that your pick for best picture? What was your pick? My pick was, is that I thought, so let me get this straight. Like 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Jojo Rabbit were the ones that I thought might win. My favorite film of the year was Marriage Story. Um, that that's just my personal take. Like out of the ones I watched, I personally would have voted for Marriage Story. Mm. Um, however, those are the ones that I thought, given kind of a history and kind of what these films were doing and so on and so forth, I thought these three were going to be the ones. Uh, also, you know, Golden Globes. It's you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just beat the tar out of things. At, yeah, at it had a great great night at Golden Globes. So I was yeah. like, man, that might continue going forward. Um, so 1917, like I thought it was masterful and I thought that or once upon a time in Hollywood were probably the two. Um, I thought 1917 was incredibly well-crafted. Um, that the shots or the, let me rephrase that the shot, you know, throughout the entire thing was masterful. I think there were like something like a hundred or something. Cut. I don't remember, but they, like they, they, snuck, time, I mean, but... they snuck those cuts in so oh, well. Yeah. That it felt like you were watching Rope the entire time, you know, the old Hitchcock film Rope or, you know, Birdman for, you know, more modern for the more modern take on that. Um, I felt like uh, Birdman did it better personally. I think I I think this did in a very interesting way. I think Birdman with its whole like, you know, fantastic side of it, you know, gave the camera the opportunity to pan away and brought more opportunity, brought more opportunity to kind of feel it away. This just led you through suck the entire time and never let go. And I, I, agree I, I, I liked it for that. 
I agree with that. Uh, my reasoning is I think Birdman did it better because Birdman knew how to do its breathing, whereas this one didn't really let you breathe unless you were in a scene with other people. And half those scenes I did not enjoy. Hmm. I don't think there was anything you were supposed to enjoy, Corey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, from, like, a film-going standpoint of, like, hey, I don't understand the purpose of this scene except for to let the audience breathe. And I don't think that that is, like, they could have done something else. So there were storytelling aspects you had problems with. It yes. On. Okay. Yep. Cinematography, I thought, was masterfully done. And it but, won for cinematography, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's Roger Deakins. Deakins deserves his Oscars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, he, 15 nominations, two wins. He deserves his Oscars. Yep, that, that was amazing. That was, no, seriously, like I said, terrific film. I thought the use of color in that was great because every time we had a change, going through hell back and forth, and the beginning yeah. scene and the end scene, it was like a bookcase. You know, you had the bookends mm -hmm. right there together. And uh, that's why I really felt like that one was going to going to win it. The score was snuck in on you. It was tactfully done as it was placed. See, in I the hated end. the score. <laughs> oh, see, Avery and I were just like eating it up. We were like, oh, my God, the score didn't bother. You know, the score didn't impose itself the entire time we were watching that thing. So that was see, kind of my it with. did for me. Uh, my issue with the score was there were like certain moments when like it would just start and I feel like in a war movie or in any form of action film, the score is always second secondary to the film or the action. Like it should add to it, but you should never notice it. Okay. Whereas in 1917, I could hear the score like either constantly or it would randomly start and stop. And then when it would start, I'd be like, oh, why does this sound like royalty free music that I would find online? So I think it's interesting because like what you're saying is like the exact opposite takeaway that me and Avery had. So I guess we had very different theater going experiences. So like we, we were thinking that it snuck in on us and we were thinking that we didn't notice it. Most of no, the time. That's fair. We, we felt it was very atmospheric. So it sounds like me and you just had very different experiences when we went to the theater that time. Eh, like that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fair. I mean, it's, it's almost, it's almost like, you know, live theater in that regard. You can receive a film different ways at different times of the day. So yeah. like, who knows, you know? So, I mean, that's part of it. So speaking of scores, you do not like, you said that you didn't care for Joker. If I remember right, is that correct? Uh, I thought it was fine. I thought it was an okay film, <laughs> but, but you didn't, you said something about, you didn't like, you didn't like the fact it won. Oh, uh, like, I didn't like the fact that it won score. I thought Brandy Newman's marriage story was better. <laughs> okay. But I didn't have an issue with the fact, like, it's fine that it won. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I didn't really have any care for the score. So I don't understand what it did to win, if that makes sense. I need to rewatch Joker. It's It's been a minute. Yeah, I, I get yeah, it. it's been a hot second for me on that one. See, okay. when I saw Joker winning stuff, I was like, dang it, now I have to watch it. I, I really didn't want to have to watch this movie. Joaquin Phoenix deserved his best, like, best actor win. I have a lot of good I things hear. to say about it. I hear that it is a great representation of, like, mental illness and stuff like that, but I just really didn't want to have to go see this movie. Time That's out. fair. Let, let's clear the air on this. None of us wanted to go see another DC film. Let, let's, <laughs> that's what it really was. It's like, 
like in the back of our minds, we were probably like, oh, God, not another one. And then it turns out like it was – I literally see when this movie came out, DC and Todd Phillips is directing – like, in the back of my head, the entire, and I'm not shooting Todd Phillips anything wrong. Like, when I think Todd Phillips, though, I think of Road Trip. I think of Old School. I Hangover. Do think, yeah, do I now? Hangover. Yeah, exactly. I don't yeah. think of, I don't think this. And that's what shocked me the entire time. Like, Todd Phillips is a terrific director. <laughs> yeah. I, I have nothing to say, but pray. I mean, like to be able to genre flip like that is a talent, and that's what I, I, I think he deserves a lot of praise for that. It, it's very easy to genre flip when you're like completely ripping off Scorsese. So, ooh, ooh, shots fired by Corey over here. I have, I have opinions. No, like, if like I did not expect Parasite to win. Uh, I was expecting either Marriage Story or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to win tonight. I was expecting Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it sounds like we definitely all have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood on our top. Like, oh, yeah, Tarantino. Going to it was fun. Yeah, we I mean, that, that Tarantino thinks this is the best film he ever made. Like, he is flat out said that. I think he said this is his magnum opus was his direct quote is what he said. It's the first um, picture he's done that's been nominated for best picture. Yeah. This like, was, I mean, I, I hate saying it. But, like, I, I really liked this film, but I don't think it is the best film he's ever made. No, I think Hateful Eight may be one of I was best. thinking Django. Django, to me, is the best one he's ever made. I, I think uh, Django or Inglorious Bastards is, are both great. I, I think, think I actually like this one more, personally. Oh, this film was funny as hell. I thoroughly oh, so much I died. I, I I literally was just like, what's going on? Th th that's the thing. I was just dying the entire time. But the thing was, I kept asking myself, what is going on in this film? Because like, you I kept see, that was my thing too. Like, I just kept asking myself, what? Yeah, like, no. I would glance away for like three seconds and I missed something. See, I went and saw this one in theaters, and I was just sitting there going, okay, we're on a ride. Just keep going. <laughs> that I, I, I took your experience away, Corey, where I was just like, just keep riding it. But in the back of my head, like, I was thinking like Zeke was. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> like, where are we? You know? All I knew was it was Tarantino and the Mansons were going to be involved in some way. <laughs> and I was just like, cool, let's go. <laughs> I, I was so happy with the last scene in the movie. Oh, the last thirty minutes, I was I was losing it. Like it, it was, was so much fun. The flamethrower in the pool. Like <laughs> everything that I wanted from the Tarantino films just came together in that one moment. Specifically, that moment in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! When Tarantino changes history, you're gonna remember it. You know, like oh yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> we killed Hitler, everybody. <laughs> I think my personal favorite moment in the movie is, like, a little spoiler here. Uh, specifically the line, uh, I'm the devil and I'm here to do the devil's work. No, your name was stupider than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was great. Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt definitely deserved Best Supporting Actor. Oh, Just yeah. There. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, did it for yeah. He, he acted the tar See, out of that. Uh, for Best Supporting... Uh, let me jump to the list. I know Anthony Hopkins was on the list for the two popes. Um, which uh, Tom is, Hanks. 
Tom for, Hanks. Uh, for the Mr. Rogers film. And then uh, Pacino and Pesci for The Irishman. So, like... I, I thought Pacino I, would get it. I, I think those are all quality performances. Don't get oh, me yeah. wrong. But watching Brad Pitt do what he did in, uh, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, well-deserved. I really do. I really do think yep. that. Um, oh, yeah, no. I like do it. think that... I do think that Pacino and Pesci were terrific in The Irishman. In fact, they were the best part of The Irishman. Um, yep. You, we now that you've seen The Irishman, Corey, do you kind of share my sentiments the same way on that film that we talked about in the last podcast? I thought it was fine. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. not bad. I'm not no. saying it's a bad film. It's Scorsese. It's not bad, but it's, like, I, I wasn't that impressed. Like, I thought you could shave 45 minutes off of it at least. That's exactly what I said. That movie did that's not a, need to be longer than two and a half. That's hours. exactly <laughs> the reason why I haven't got around to watching it yet because I saw that runtime and I was like, I don't have the patience for this. <laughs> it, it's never boring. It's never but, boring, but yeah, like that's the thing. I know it's not going to be boring, but. Like just seeing that runtime, it's just so daunting looking at oh, that. Oh yeah, this is coming from oh, the guy it's... that loves watching the Lord of the Rings extended editions back to back. No, like, it's, it's that... a hard watch, mm-hmm. and like that's why I did not have it winning Best Picture. <laughs> Sidebar on this: since we were talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and now the length of The Irishman, the original cut. Avery was reading this fact to me about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Apparently, there was an originally in a four-hour-plus cut. Of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Why? Yeah, I know. Well, that but, could have filled in some of the blanks of some of the other stories that were in. Yeah. Yeah. I, so, I kind of want to watch it once, but then never again. Yeah, the four. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I want to watch that four-hour cut. cut just so I can get more Brad Pitt being crazy the entire time, probably. And I would enjoy that like no other. But I feel see, like if there were a sure. longer cut, Brad Pitt would no longer be the supporting actor, though. Yeah. I feel like he would have taken over the rest of the movie. I mean, that's that's a very fair call. Like, that was Avery, when I was reading the nominations off to her, you know, we were talking about it. And she was like, was Brad Pitt, is Brad Pitt the supporting actor in that? Because, like, I felt he had as much screen time as Leo did. And, like... I think there's an argument to be made there that there's almost two lead characters in that movie. Yeah. Um, well, there's definitely two leads, but at the same time, Leo's story is the more like the more central story to this movie, and that's yes, why that's, and why, that's why, why Brad he's is the lead, and then Brad is supporting. You're exactly right. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Well, with this cut, it's the lead. With the other cut, who knows? Like, we haven't seen it. We don't know. Cut of it, and <laughs> yeah. Can I find that Brad, somewhere? Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino, please release the original edition of your four-hour-plus-long Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Please, I want to see that. <laughs> I, I do have the Blu-ray, and it does say extended scenes, so I have no idea. You know what? Next time I'm in Kansas City, we're going to watch that together. We're just going to sit back and try to get through that. <laughs> Speaking of which, David, you have some of my DVDs, and I want them back. Okay. <laughs> uh, best Supporting Actress, Laura Dern. She totally deserved that spot. I hated her the entire... And let me rephrase this. I hated her the right way the entire yeah. time. Derek Marriage Story. Oh god. my god, what a performance. That was Her character excellent. was I, I the literally... most human being. Oh and yeah. I love her for it. She did a wonderful job. I think literally the first thing I said when I got out of that film was, 
God, Laura Dern is a bitch. Yes, <laughs> she is a bitch in that film. Even my wife, who you know took a little bit more side to Scarlett Johansson's character the entire time while watching it, she was just like, "Laura Dern sucks." <laughs> and this, and I mean, like you know, the same way we were saying, hated her. Great job, you know. Oh like, yeah, oh when yeah. You can man. get that reaction over and over again, and you know that you nailed your part, and she nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing I, is, is so it is so. It's so opposite of what she was in Little Women, because in Little Women, she was so caring and so loving and so lovable. And, like, you were, like, on her side the whole time. And then going immediately from that Laura Dern performance to this, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, why why are you so cruel? Yeah, no, I mean, I wanted to... I wanted. I never wanted to smack a person so hard, except when she, that line at the end of the movie where she has it's like, "I made sure that you got fifty five forty five. You know that whole thing about oh, the end of the movie. I never wanted to smack a person through a screen so hard. Like I that know, was right? Good oh, that was. I hated that so much. That's God. not what we agreed on. I know. I just didn't want him to win. <laughs> it's just like, man. Oh, God. I wanted to reach through that screen and slap. <laughs> <laughs> it, that once again, exact moment Marvel's work <laughs> oh yeah oh, no yeah. like oh. I was like I hate this so much congratulations you're going to win <laughs> <laughs> speaking of but but in the same category sorry, sorry to cut you off David oh no you're fine we can get back to this point this is going oh. good uh, but in the same category we have Scarlett Johansson yes in, in her first of two nominations so you're like our his yeah you're like our historian. Is that the first time that's ever happened? Someone being nominated for best actress and best supporting actress in the same year? I don't think so. I think it's happened before, but I can't remember when. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to say probably is, Meryl Streep. <laughs> if we're going to guess someone, yeah, in the ninety-two history, ninety-two years of the Academy Awards, yeah, no, like, but still impressive, impressive, impressive stuff. Like she was great in Jojo Rabbit, and she was excellent in Marriage Story. So like, I thought she was. I thought she was better in Marriage Story, and I was hoping she would get it in Marriage Story. But I do too. Me too. But yeah. it, like in like in Jojo Rabbit, it was like she was really good. Mm-hmm. Like she was, was so very, solid. Yeah, it was a very solid performance. It's so nice watching people like Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver, and all these people that have been in superhero movies and action movies and all these big, huge blockbusters just do something really simple. And artistic, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. really beautiful. nice seeing them just act their pants off. Mm-hmm. The fact is, is that I thought honestly, anybody who got nominated from Marriage Story could have easily won their category. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they, yeah. yeah, because I sat there, best actor. You know, like I was like, you know, Joaquin was really good. He won the Golden Globe, but I still wouldn't be surprised if Adam Driver pulled it out because Adam Driver buried himself in marriage story same with scarlett johansson i mean what did our old professor used to say smell the fart acting like they're just sitting there smelling the fart the entire time in that room <laughs> it's excellent acting like oh my gosh it's it's good stuff mm-hmm. if you want to take a lesson in acting that's that that's the great film to watch some great acting in and yeah. how they take yeah. moments and they use them and just acting is reacting and they literally say that in the film um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> they do yeah yeah so there's there's some great work being done there uh avery leaned over to me and she said this feels like a play and i was sitting there like yeah no i totally agree it's it's shot and it's made and the acting is it's almost stage like 
is mm-hmm. what it's what it's like. And I think that's kind of the point because like Adam Driver's character is the head of a theater company. Mm-hmm. I think that may be kind of a, a little nod to that. Played into the development. That. I thought Marriage Story was a fantastically made film. I did not like it in the end. <laughs> because like I you hated didn't like it or you didn't no, it, it's a like it is a fantastically made movie, and I applaud the making of the film. I could live never seeing it again. I it was I thought it was good. I thought it was great. I didn't like the film. <laughs> fight, 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 fight. <laughs> no, I, I, and I th- I think it's fair to say, like because you can commend a film for being like very well made, but be like eh, it's not for me. <laughs> I, I can understand that. Like, I think I only watched Manchester by the Sea one time because I didn't even want to. I didn't even like the man who loves depressing movies. I didn't want to feel that level of depression again. <laughs> I still haven't watched it, but I know I need to. I, I, I don't want to feel that level of depression. <laughs> I, I, I feel it to... enough in my own life. <laughs> I want to do that sound when I leave, when I leave the movies. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, guys, I may have just been living under a rock, but um, when did Judy come out? Uh, like November. It was in and out. It, it was literally Oscar bait. Literally, people have had called it out for being Oscar bait. Yeah. Okay. I, like, kind of... I had heard nothing about it. Um, I knew a little bit about it. I didn't go see it. Um. And it's not that I don't I don't even know that I even it was in a theater anywhere near me. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, I'm it sure was, it was showing. Oh, somewhere. I know for a fact it, it, it was it was near us. Lived, it was near us. It was like, near us. I was gonna say, like, it may have been somewhere in Kansas City, but it definitely wasn't showing at the Blue Springs eight. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> I I know I was playing at like some of the AMCs. I think it was at uh the B and B for like a hot second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, it was in and out. Yeah. It was it was really here and gone kind of thing. So I literally, literally the, like the only experience I've had in, in anyone telling me that they've seen it was I had a coworker who went and saw it and they came back to me that like the following day and they were like, okay, so if you want to go and see nothing but depression and alcoholism for two and a half hours, go and see Judy. Okay. Well, that's, that's the wrap on you on, on that, on Judy. Um, Brene Zellicker got got the award. Yay, good for her. I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's I'm sure she's great in it. I have no interest in it. From clips I've seen, she looks great. So yeah, in like from what I've heard, has been disowned by the uh, Garland family. So I did not know that. That's so that, that's I'm going to see this. That's film. just something I've heard. So okay, can't I can't I can't verify, but. <laughs> like honestly, the the whole idea of it just didn't appeal to me in the first place. But anyway, that that's fine. That there's an it's a movie for somebody. So guys, let's talk about the ceremony itself. So Zeke, you jumped in a couple minutes late. Yeah. Um, so you you missed the beginning of the the show. David, what did you think of the opening number? <laughs> the opening number, the song and dance. I thought it yeah. was interesting. Like, you know, I thought like I for a minute there I was like, are we watching the Tonys? Um, but like it was well, well, the Oscars had done like song and dances like several times in the past. Like they did it with Hugh Jackman when he yeah. hosted. 
Mm-hmm. I've been said Hugh Jackman is more theater and Broadway based, anyways. Yeah. yeah. My issue with it was that it was kind of highlighting films that didn't get nominated for anything, like Dolomite is my name and Midsummer. And also, you know, like there was the Mr. Rogers movie that got nominated for like one thing, and that was the for one thing and everything. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it was kind of it's under like, underselling all the stuff that was gonna be the you know big, you know. Well, it's also like, hey, we know that these things got snubbed by us. Here, here's a little. Here, here's your penny. Here, here's your coin. Here's your take coin. it. Take it and go. Yeah. Oh, oh, you like wooden nickels? <laughs> I'll probably watch uh, the opening tomorrow. Like I'll probably watch uh, on Hulu. They'll have it up, and so I'll see yeah. about watching it. Yeah, we'll we'll get you caught yeah. up. We'll have another conversation about it later. Yeah, um, but, but yeah, then, no. like then it went into Steve Martin and Chris Rock uh, trying to be Ricky Gervais from uh, the Golden Globes. Yeah, a little bit. So I, I like Chris Rock and I like Steve Martin and I was like, well, this will be interesting. They were funny. Don't get me wrong. They weren't yeah. hysterical, but they were funny. Um, but like the fact is, is the fact when they came out, I really kind of wanted them to be like the host because I didn't there's no host for the Oscars. And that's been driving me nuts. But like mm-hmm. I kind of I wish they did because like then we could have had some you know continuation between the two of them. And that would have been nice. But. That would have been fun. Like having them throughout the show would have been nice. Yeah, and they but, had a kind, of, kind of a duet going on that was working. So, yep, uh, I will say that Chris Rock had my favorite joke of the night, which was at Jeff Bezos's expense. <laughs> Jeff uh, Bezos. for, for for Zeke, uh, that like Chris Rock was talking about it being uh, Jeff Bezos is so rich he got divorced and like he's still the richest man in the world. <laughs> Immediately followed by, uh, Jeff Bezos is so rich that he watched Marriage Story and thought it was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was the other one? Jeff Bezos is so rich when he writes a check, the bank bounces. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like oh my god. Just ripping. And then they go to a shot of Jeff Bezos in the back. And he's just and- like, dead. <laughs> He's, he's chuckling, like, ha, 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 ha. but yeah, he's like. But you, uh-huh. you just see him staring daggers. <laughs> just like you're not getting hired by Amazon Studios. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Make fun of me all you want, but you're not getting your series. <laughs> yeah. But then, like, it immediately went into everyone talking about representation at the Oscars, which, as three white guys, we don't really have a say in. <laughs> I mean, everyone. But, Everyone should be feel, everyone should feel included in film. They're, I agree. Yeah, it, it art is for all humans. That's kind of yep. just my my thing with it. At the end yep. of the day, um, it would have been awesome to see some of those female directors who made some outstanding films this year make best director category and so on and I so forth. Definitely, think brother Kerwood should have been directed, uh, like been nominated. Yes, there's there's several things that could have, that should have been up there, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna. I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm just going to say film is for everyone. Art is for everyone. Everyone should feel included in it because art is an expression of the human experience. So that is, that is my piece on it. I'm not going to go much deeper than that. So (laughs) moving on. I I like, I like to, I like to stir controversy. (laughs) So I will say my, my one piece, which is 
everyone everyone talks about the diversity. However, almost every single person in that room voted for the nominations. And so there's obviously something lacking in the number of votes. There's and also so, the whole thing that we don't know, but there's gifts and there's money and there's things sent to people to get those numbers up, so on and so forth. Yep. Like there's it, there's it a is, lot of things that are happening. It is a money this. game. Like the Oscars yeah, is, is a money game. Mm-hmm. There's a money so, game. It's, it's not to say that these films aren't great, but there's a money game happening behind scenes, and that is that is the reality of it. And I think that's where the underrepresentation is coming from in parts and times. I agree. Yeah. Those are my two so, cents. I'm done talking yeah. politics. I really am. Cool. I'm not going to sit up here and make a three and a half minute speech after I just won my best for whatever and sit here. I'm looking at you, Joaquin. <laughs> 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 What what was that message I sent to you guys when Joaquin got up there? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull that up real quick. Okay, but like all I wanted was I wanted Ricky Gervais to come back and just kind of smack everyone and be like, no, just take your reward and get off the stage. No bit. one cares. Well, I mean, like for the majority of the night, that's what was happening. That I mean, like yeah. everyone was like, "Thank you so much, thank you so much, everyone here. You really deserve to be up here too." Uh, thank my producer, thank the people, and like this has been a long time coming for me because, or at least I feel like it because I put in this, this, and this, and this amount of work. Thank you so much. Those were basically the speeches for the entirety of the night until we got to best actress and best uh, and best actor. It kind of felt like tonight. So oh, I mean, I found the message. Oh. Uh, Joaquin was saying something about dragging a baby calf from its mother, and we used the milk from the mother cow in our coffee and all that. And I was like, and cows are delicious, Joaquin. Sit down, please. (laughs) (laughs) As someone who grew up on a farm, (laughs) cows are delicious, Joaquin. (laughs) I was about to say, Western Arkansas, that's cattle farm country. They they were talking to you, Zeke. (laughs) Cows are delicious. Please sit down. Like during that whole speech, my wife, my wife has a farm. Like her parents own a farm with lots and lots of cows, and she's like, "Hey, just, just please stop talking. You're making me upset." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was about to get real political in this house. (laughs) And we're moving on. We're moving on. We're moving on because we just don't (laughs) need to sit and dwell on that. Because. Here's, yeah, here's the thing I said to you guys about the whole thing in politics. If you want to say something for like a second, that's fine because use your platform. But like if you need to go on about it, there are plenty of reporters backstage and Twitter that is available for you that – I mean every back view interview ends up on Twitter nowadays. So I mean that's oh, – yeah. Everybody's on social media. I mean there's there's better ways to get your, your information out there than – just drawing it out on the award ceremony. It really is because we want to do more film related. I I do. I want to, I want to see more things talked about in the film and you know, the great things that are happening there. And that's, and I want to see these films that I've seen, you know, if who won or not, that's, that's what I care about when I watch the Academy Awards. Did I ever tell you guys about me naming uh, the pigs out at the farm when I was not talking about this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, the trick is you got to name them what you're going to eat them. That way you don't feel bad. Anyway, or you had so, something to say. <laughs> uh, let, let's like David. You were talking about how you wanted want the Oscars to be more of a celebration of film. Uh, how did y'all feel about the uh, musical sequence where it was talking about like all of the songs that like are are iconic to the movies, and then immediately going into Eminem? 
So, yeah, I, I was sitting there really enjoying myself. And I was like, man, if this is going to be how we introduce, like, all the sound stuff tonight, that's really cool. You know, talking about, you know, like, these songs being tied into film. If this is how we're going to start That should have cast, led into uh, best original song and best score. That's what it should have led into. That's exactly where I thought it was going. And then we got 8 Mile, which was, you know, <laughs> for me. Shovelon like, twist. Don't get me wrong, I was sitting there just like, you know, lose yourself the entire time because I love that song, but like it was it was also like, what is going on? And then Martin Scorsese, which was just get gave me life, looked like he was like, I wanna go take a nap now. <laughs> Guys, what if we secretly had a host? What if we secretly had a Shyamalan twist where someone was a host in the background? And, was it and one of the backup singers? Because <laughs> they were the same for all of the songs. <laughs> See, like, when they were doing, like, the musical montage of all the songs, I was like, oh, this is really cool. We're going to go into the best original song. And then I was like, but we haven't heard all of the songs yet. This isn't going into that. What is this going into? Where are we going here? Yeah. Then it was Lose Yourself. And I was like, Cool. Oscars are desperate for any viewership they can get. <laughs> I, I leaned over to my wife, and you know I hate the expression "okay boomer," but I, I kind of leaned over to my wife and I go, "Hey, we can probably watch the when they start to do the shots of the audience. It's like look at the people nodding their head and the people who are nodding their head. We can play spot the boomer for a little while." And that was, <laughs> <laughs> I was just like that 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 cracked me up. I I was I was losing it. That was great. <laughs> Admittedly, I was playing on my phone during that <laughs> musical bit. I was like, okay, it's Eminem. I'm, I'm going to go unload the dishwasher and play on my phone and stuff like that. But, I mean, if that's becoming a thing now where we're going to have a musical guest in the middle of the, uh, of the Oscars, let's, um, let's like, tell us ahead of time? Well, if Maybe. Saturday Night Live needs it, then why doesn't the Oscars need it? Like, we're... <sighs> We're at three hours versus, like, 90 minutes. So. Because we're going through every song with a live performance that's nominated for best song throughout the entire course of the show. There's no need for a musical guest. That's why. Plus so, an opening number. Plus an opening number. Yeah, there's plenty of performances going on the entire okay. time. So. While we're on it, let's talk about music. Who picked out the music that people would walk up the stage to and, like, walk off the stage to? <laughs> Because, like, we have, like, I don't remember who it was, but we had, like, Keanu Reeves and Diana, uh, D Diane, whatever, I can't think of her name, uh, like, walking out to Beetlejuice. Yes, I remember you texted me that one. Um, and, and, like, we, we had Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, it was Pirates, yeah. <laughs> there, were, there were a couple odd choices. My wife leaned over and asked, though, there was one that I think fit. And that was my wife goes, why are they playing somewhere over the rainbow? And I was like, because it's for Judy. And she was like, oh, you know, like, I think that was the only one that made that, any sense. Honestly, fine. I think that was just a happy accident. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think you might be right about the happy accident thing, because my wife goes and that same conversation. She was like, I really think they play this almost every other year for whoever has best actress. And I was like, I don't know. You could be right. Don't, you know, it, it, that's your impression of it? She's like, I swear, they play this song all the time. And I was like, well, it's an iconic film piece. And anyway, that's that's just kind of what me and my wife were discussing during that moment. And I think that was the, that was the only one that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I would have rather heard like things throughout the throughout like the scores and stuff throughout like you know from the films that were nominated. That or the yeah, classic generic Oscars music. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. everyone knows the playoff music. <laughs> Get yeah. off the stage. <laughs> Get off the stage. <laughs> By the way, no one gets that anymore. Like, what happened to get off the stage? <laughs> well, tonight it was going okay up until, like, Parasite was winning everything, and then everything had to be spoken and then translated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, I think that slowed us down a little bit, but yeah. I doubled the length of the speeches. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then, like, I remember at the end of the night, the whole thing, I'm just going to say it. You guys were, one of you guys sent me a message while we're watching it. And who could we get to close out the Oscars? Jane Fonda. (laughs) Because, see, there's no polarized figure. That was me. (laughs) Like, as soon as she walked out, I was just like, oh boy, let's let's really get political. Let's bring out Jane Fonda. (laughs) Jane Fonda. It was right after Joaquin talking about cows. And Renee Zellweger talking for like five minutes about I don't know I stopped listening, <laughs> and then Jane Fonda. <laughs> and I remember sending to you guys as soon as she started opening her mouth, I was like, "Shut up, move on." <laughs> Jane, Fonda. Oh, she won. She did good. She did good. She did good. She, did. she didn't get political. But... Yeah, no, she didn't. It wasn't. It was a surprise to be sure, but it was a welcome one. Oh no! But I was just sitting there like. Buckle up, boys. Here we go. <laughs> That's what it was going through my mind. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. No, but anyway, besides that, all that stuff, the best moment of the night and the best joke of the night was Cats. Oh, I hated that so much. See, I, I like, as soon I as they it. said, as soon as they said James Corden and Rebel Wilson, I was like, oh, God, they're going to be cat costumes. And they and came then, out in cat costumes. And... And then they had to present an Oscar to somebody in cat costumes. I mean, how how insulting is that to receive no. your like Oscar from a cat? From a very so, crappy cat. And not <laughs> just like one, but two. Well, they, they, I love the fact they made fun they of the movie. Oh no, yeah. yeah, no, that's that's fine. Like, but they could have come out like in like nice dresses and suits and been like, we were we were in cats, so we know that, <laughs> how like, important visual effects are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! They, but they could no, have done it on, without to, being in the cat costumes. Yeah. To your point, my wife is sitting against me. Avery sits there and goes, "I just want you to think about this because I know how much you wish that you got into the academy someday." You're getting your first Oscar ever, and you're going up there to receive that award. And in the background of your picture for the day you got your first Oscar for the rest of your life are two people in cat costumes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Seriously. This is horrible. Daddy, uh, daddy, I want to see the speech. No, you don't, no. honey. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was surrounded by furries. Insulting, but good laugh. Is what it ended up being, mm-hmm. but that was that was Oscars twenty twenty. Um, there was a lot of good movies. I think people need to go see you know everything that was going that came out this year. You know, like give give it a whirl because like I think there was something for everybody this year. You know, there really Seriously, was. Th- like this year, like the best picture noms. There's not a bad movie among them. 
Yeah. And I, like I said, it, it made the genres were highly diversified. I felt like throughout the entire best picture selection. So if you like a certain type of film, if you want high drama, marriage stories up your alley, if you like sports movies, Ford versus Ferrari is a, is a very, you know, it's, it's kind of a sports film, you know, it's about racing. So if you like war movies, you have both uh, 1917 and Jojo Rabbit. If you like comedy, you have Jojo Rabbit. And you yeah. have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which also works for your action film, too, at, for yep. the last 30 minutes. <laughs> if you like your period piece drama, you have Little Women. Yep. A lot of great stuff came out this year. Mm-hmm. I and know we have not mentioned Parasite or <laughs> Joker in any of those. <laughs> well, I mean, you got your superhero film and Joker, and then you have an excellent foreign film. And Parasite. And seriously, let's just put this together with a nice bookmark as we kind of wrap it up for this evening. You know, Parasite, we made history. I think that's the biggest yep. thing we can take away from the Oscars tonight. Is oh, that yeah. It, it was, you know what, I, I, I was saving this joke, but like, remember how when we all watched the Oscars a couple of years ago, it was the three of us and Avery, and we're sitting there just expecting La La Land to go through like the 2007 Patriots just beating the tar out of everyone. And then they turned <laughs> up exactly like the 2007 Patriots and lost the Super Bowl. And like that was that was exactly like how this was going. And then Parasite ended up winning it all. Like, you know, they just had a great night. And yeah, no, I'm that film. Oh, it like seriously, it is my favorite film that I've seen so far this year. And it is definitely, definitely worth a watch. Ten out of ten. Would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's gonna do it for the Lonesome Sunday podcast for this time around. We will be All back right. soon. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Bye. Thanks for checking out our podcast. For more reviews and the latest news on upcoming projects, be sure to follow us at Lonesome Sunday on Twitter or visit our YouTube channel, Lonesome Sunday Pictures. <laughs>